Hello, it's Austin Peterson, and welcome to the Freedom Report podcast. If you're hearing this, then you're likely a legacy subscriber to the Freedom Report, which is a podcast I produced from 2013 to 2018. I've since started a new podcast, which I think you'll love, called The Wake Up America Show, and you can subscribe to it here on the podcast network you're listening to, and I highly suggest you do so. Because of the number of subscribers to the Freedom Report being so significant, I've decided to upload short clips of The Wake Up America Show here for your enjoyment and hopefully to encourage you to follow my new show. Thanks for supporting me over the last decade and my attempts to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. And I hope you enjoy the clips from my new Wake Up America show. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. I'm grateful to have you here. Hope you've been enjoying my Cockney accent this morning. If you're lucky, maybe I'll whip it out a little bit later on the program too. That musical theater stuff. There's only one person who actually listens to my show hoping for some kind of a musical theater reference. For everybody else, it's gay. But not for my next guest, Camelia Peterson, who, if she doesn't find a boyfriend soon, might as well be gay. Joining us now, CJ Peterson. We're friends, we're friends, so I can talk to her like that. How are you doing, I CJ? I feel pretty. Oh, you so feel pretty. pretty. You feel pretty and witty and gay. <laughs> Good morning, CJ. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling, well, a little hot right now already, but... Yeah, I don't think that I've ever used the word cisgender uh, online, maybe once or twice. Um, honestly, I don't even know what it means. But now that it's provocative and now that it's supposedly banned on Twitter, or you can get suspended for using it. Now I kind of want to use it. What's Elon Musk's beef? What what the hell does that even mean anyway? Yeah, I know. You know, we've heard this term, you know, for how long and it's been um, you know, it's, it's been tossed around and used, as you said, ironically. And so it's, at, at some point you're like, what did that mean after all? You know, I mean, so I went and looked it up and, you know, the actual literal meaning of it is just that um, <clears throat> you are the gender that was assigned to you at birth. <laughs> you are your physiological gender. Ooh, <laughs> big deal. So it has become a thing, though, that people in the LGBTQIA um, community have used as a uh, I suppose as a slur. I mean, I, some people have. I don't. I've not really ever seen it as a slur necessarily. But it's. I mean, you know, cis and trans are both scientific terms. You know, when you think they're they're they have Latin roots. You know, when you they're used in science a lot. Can you think transverse is something that you hear in in medicine? You know, as far as physiology, and then cis is the opposite of that. So trans just literally means you know across or on the other side or beyond, um, and cis just means on on this side. And so cis is um, normal is essentially what that means. And I think that's the that's the issue is what is normal anymore and the attempt to redefine what's normal. So cisgender is just normal. Yes. Okay, but I mean, it's like... <laughs> So why is Elon Musk upset about people using a term that means normal person? I think this is a reaction to this is this is Newton's third law of culture wars. You know, this is the reaction to the left and the LGBTQ community going overboard with this thing and and using it as saying that, you know, it's it's a hateful term to them. They use it critically as in, you know, they're they're trying to label you with something and people don't, I mean, you know, people who are, you know, just a man or a woman, you know, that's what they are. And so I think they they take that offensively because you are trying to re, 
not even that you're trying to redefine, but you're trying to relabel what they are as if somehow what they are has changed. And you said J.K. Rowling was trending this morning. And J.K. Rowling, I tell you, what, I, I love her, first of all. Um, and yes, I like the Harry Potter series. I actually read those as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I am a child. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she, to me, is like the original feminist. You know, she has made her way in the world. She does what she wants, but she also doesn't left let the extreme uh, left, you know, push her around on, you know, the latest, greatest fad to be considered feminism. And she's, you know, when it comes to transgender issues and when it comes to, you know, how you define gender, I mean, she's been rock solid. I mean, she's been, you know, labeled a turf and everything else under the sun. I mean, they have gone after her. And she's not back down. And so she, now she's come out and she said, you know, that um, this cisgender term is basically ideology. And so that's why she refuses to use it, is that it is ideology. And I think that she's correct. And I don't, you know, I don't so much agree with Elon that, that this is a slur. Maybe some people use it as a slur, but who cares? I mean, it just is, it's probably more important the fact that they're trying to force a new label on something because it is ideology. It is a, it's a, it's a religion. Yeah, no. So this is what, uh, JK Rowling says. She says that cis is an ideological language, cis signifying belief in the unfalsifiable concept of gender identity. She added, you have a right, a perfect right to believe in unprovable essences that may or may not match the sexed body, but the rest of us have a right to disagree and to refuse to adopt your jargon. Your thoughts. Right. So if we normalize using cis gender to describe, you know, um, people who are whatever their sex at birth is, then we are essentially accepting that uh, this premise that there can be more than two genders. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are normalizing that. And I that that is a, a hugely bad idea. We've seen this in the um the field of psychology, even where they have been doing studies. And sometimes, you know, in those studies, because they don't want to mislabel people, you know, they will they will put people into either the male or female side of that study, depending on how they identify, which is terrible, terrible science, because we know that there are, you know, very distinctive. Um, characteristics and traits between biological males and females. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. I'm grateful to have you here. Make sure you click that like button and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on if you have not subscribed already. We're grateful to have you here. You can text the show with your thoughts on what we're discussing at 573-319-1586. That's 573- 319-1586. If you're wondering who that lovely lady is that is joining me right now, wouldn't she be lovely? Uh, that's Camelia Peterson, and she is spelled S-O-N. I'm Austin Peterson, uh, three E's, no O's. We're not related in any way, shape, or form. Uh, just had but, somebody ask me that yesterday, actually. Are you guys related? Nope. <laughs> no, we just look exactly alike. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, Camelia... I don't like this kind of authoritarian turn that Elon Musk has taken and things like that. Um, if, 
if he and Mark Zuckerberg got in a fight, would you would you root for Elon Musk or would you secretly hope that maybe he, you know, maybe he learns a little lesson on mouth it off? I would root for Elon Musk. I would bet on Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, here's the thing is that I, you know, Elon is my man. I love a lot of things about Elon. He is still a fallible man, though. Um, mm. But I don't, this is why I don't really care about this whole cis slur, you know, word thing. Like, why are we worried about, why are we worried about considering a word a slur on Twitter? I mean, especially something like that. I mean, for Pete's sake, and I commented on this because he and some, he was responding to some other, you know, popular woman on the right, whatever her name is. I don't know. Anyway, he was responding to her about, you know, how that they would use this if there was a coordinated attack or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'd kind of rather you uh, focus on all of the PORN bots rather than, you know, how we use words. I mean, like, it's been atrocious. And come on, man, do something about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Camilla, I'd like to switch subjects here for you. I kind of uh, hope I don't throw you for a loop. But uh, I know this is something that you follow a lot online and and you'll probably be able to comment on it uh, off the top of your head here. Um, but the question of the return of traditionalism uh, on the right. And uh, my friend Elijah Schaefer the other day was posting about this concept of these traditionalist female conservatives online who are constantly posting about what it means to be traditional and they're constantly raging in the gender wars and things like that. Maybe you and I might agree with them on certain things here and there or not. But like, you know, They'll have pictures of them with their tits hanging out and, you know, in these dresses that are supposed to be traditional and things like that. And it happens to be polka dot, right? They look like Betty Boop, but their big old boobies are flopping out in the wind and stuff for everybody to look at. And they talk, they call themselves traditionalists. But Elijah Schaefer actually had a really good tweet the other day where he says that, like, if you're really a traditional, you know, a traditional gal on the right, then you're probably not on social media with your boobies hanging out. Makes a good point. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. I mean, traditional women aren't attention seeking. And there is. <laughs> uh, lies, lies, lies. <laughs> Boo. Boo this woman. Uh, okay. Maybe we should, we should qualify that with a few more things. Um. <laughs> uh, no, traditional mean, women no. don't go get a higher education. They don't go to college. They don't speak their mind. They, they, they know to be quiet. They're not you know, they're not out there on social media posting pictures. I mean, like real traditional women aren't doing what you're doing and showing up on podcasts and things like that. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define tradition. And and a lot a lot of these trad girl circles um, or trad con circles. Really kind of how they're defining tradition is they're really going for that like 50s stereotype that's really, you know, it's what you see in the advertisements and it's really not how it was. But um, that that really seems to be the, the thing that they land on. And basically this idea, um, some of it's right, you know, male and female roles, you know, in a marriage and, um, you know, your, your traditional family, all those kind of things. There's, there's nothing wrong with all of those kinds of things. But I think they take it too far to where it becomes collectivist. And they don't allow for any individuality in um, relationships, which is crazy. Like people are going to people should do what works best for them. And there are, you know, 
some things that men are better at and some things that women are better equipped for. So I, I just, you know. Here's what Elijah uh, tweeted. I actually found his tweet thing. He says, female trad accounts, trad is short for traditionalists, are a big LOL. Any woman spending copious amounts on time on social media isn't trad. It's sort of a grift anyways. But if you want a trad wife, I have bad news for you. If you're looking for her on big social media accounts, ha ha. And you tweeted in response, it's getting weary. <laughs> you, yes, your tweet. I'm holding you accountable here, Camelia. You said it's getting wearisome how everyone seems to want to stuff men and women into restrictive little bo boxes. Half the comments from men on this are just as stupid as the performative trad girls. Explain thyself, woman. <laughs> well, I mean, the men are on all they're like, yeah, women need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they're trying to 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 stuff women into this like ultra um conservative, submissive, no personality, you know, no, no I mean, I'm sorry, but you know. Most men really don't want a woman like that because that's freaking boring. I mean, and most you, men will take whatever they can get because we're thirsty. Thirsty, aren't we, boys? We are thirsty. Andy Opperman's not thirsty, though. He says, if sis is now a slur, does it bump the other C word back into the words we can say or will we have to establish a system like C1 and C2? Very funny, Andy. Thanks for the super chat, though. <laughs> appreciate that very much. Yeah, you know, I, you know, you probably have a couple of trad accounts that, you know, that pop up. I saw this one female who's like a, a big trad influencer and she's like, she's always, there's always so angry, you know what I mean? And I know that whenever women get like really, really horny, they also get really, really angry. So I think that's where a lot of this comes from is that there's just a lot of like horniness out there and stuff like that. And it kind of like expresses itself through female rage. And then it kind of like attracts men who are kind of like, ah, I'm going to outrage you. And then we're going to rage each other. And then we're going to rage in the bedroom and things like that. But then I saw, this, <laughs> I saw this trad girl the other day who like, you know, she got, she obviously is uh, not married and she got pre pregnant out of wedlock and everybody's praising her and very excited for it, all that kind of stuff. But no one is calling her what a trad, not my words, but what a traditionalist would call her, which is a whole. Oh, <laughs> words not my words but just sure. what a tradition if well, i were sure. a traditionalist in that sense and i'm not yes right i'm not Definitely. calling her a whore right i think that's the double standard is that you know people who are normally on the side of traditionalism which okay that's fine uh, lots of good things about that but they're also usually on the side of having children you know within marriage which you know is also a good thing um but they also are pro-life and so they also want to celebrate it when a woman keeps a child. So I think there's sometimes there's some conflict on how people respond to that. And I think that responding positively is appropriate. Um, oh, really? But I thought that <laughs> I thought that sex outside of the boundaries of marriage was not a traditional lifestyle. And I thought that we were supposed to shame people for not living a traditionalist <laughs> lifestyle. But all I saw were thousands of simps and thousands of women out there praising her for her courage and congratulations, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the thing. When you were talking about some of these trad women who are on there and they're, um, you mentioned that they are um, horny. You made me say that word. They are horny, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the woman the other day who I, I think she is married, but she's like, she's got a big account big trad woman and she's like she's out here giving all of this advice because you know she's the authority maybe she's a life coach um <clears throat> anyway yeah. but she but she gave this scenario and said she had this friend 
who told her husband no, that she did not want to have sex that night. And he went ahead and did it anyway after she was asleep. And so the question was, is that R.A.P.E.? And this woman was out there defending this man's right to do that. And this is something you see in these trad circles sometimes among the women is this idea that you submit to the point of saying, yes, no matter what, it doesn't matter. Like that's where we start to get into dangerous territory whenever you you start to totally disregard one side for the role of the other. Mm, good. That's good. That's good stuff. Mrs. Walker over on the live stream, who it's our first time seeing her. She's like a new friend. She popped up. She's lots of fun. She says whore is a bit much, but trollop would be more accurate. <laughs> so I like trollop. That's trollop. very good. Trollop Trollop's is a good, good one. Trollop or strumpet, says Chris Morrill. That's very good. Yes. Uh, trollop or strumpet. Uh, also $5, flu- Chris. Yes. Very good. Also uh, floozy. Um, that's another good one. 304, which I believe is, uh, I don't know what, it, what that is, like an anagram or something like that. I don't know, for a for, um, uh, uh, garden tool, if you know what I mean. Uh, wouldn't a traditionalist use an old-fashioned term like slattern, says Hikaru K. Very fun. I don't think I've heard slattern before. Maybe once in my I, entire life. Yeah, me, not like, yeah, me too. Maybe like once. That's not a very commonly used word at all. $10 for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're grateful to have a Camelia Peterson here on the show today. We always have a lot of fun. She's always on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. Central Time on the Wake Up America show. We appreciate her very much. Camelia, uh, what else is go- going on in your mind today? Anything else that you'd like to discuss before we let you go? Well, you know, when I think about these issues like this, I just, it's been constantly, the analogy that goes through my mind constantly anymore is Newton's third law of of motion as applied to, uh, as applied to culture wars. And, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And sometimes when, you know, we think about these, this drama going on with the cisgender term and other issues, I just can't help but wonder if we create more of the problem by giving it oxygen and it's this push and pull between like, yes, you want people to be aware that this is attempting to be done and it's stupid and whatever. But at the same time, do we kind of, you know, do we make it normal? Do we, do we normalize it and make it real by, you know, giving it airtime? Man, Camelia, why you gotta be such a spoil sport. If we didn't have to give things airtime, we wouldn't have a two, you know, enough space to film this two hour show. <laughs> Uh, Camelia Peterson, thank you for your time today, and we appreciate you very much. You can follow Camelia at Rare Camelia. Camelia, do you want to uh, sing us out on this one? Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. I had the perfect one. This popped up the other day. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never uh, make a pretty one with your wife. <laughs> so, from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you that's camelia peterson ladies and gents give her a round of applause camelia we'll see you again next tuesday at 8 a.m central thanks so much for your time have a good one bye so from my personal point of view get an ugly girl to marry you hey man hey i saw your wife the other day man Hell yeah she sure is ugly yeah man but she sure can cook if you want to be happy for the rest of your life never make a pretty woman your wife so from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. All right, let's get this story. The next, let's get this party started. All right, uh, Democratic's uh, witness on Capitol Hill says there's been this news article about men that they think they can beat Serena Williams in tennis, and it's just not the case. She is stronger than them. Okay, let's get back to our social weirdness schedule. 
I'm just going to skip the commercial break for now until we go get Daniela Pensack here in just a few minutes to talk about more weirdness. Uh, yes, Renee Richards. Uh, let's let's take a look here at this uh, this Democrat on the Hill talking about men who might take on Serena Williams in tennis. Take a listen to this. Am I in trouble now? Uh, did I do something? What did I do? Uh, Brian Lewis, let me know. Women you don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, how, how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think. <laughs> you got to love Senator Kennedy. He is very funny. That they could He's beat the Serena Kennedy. Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. Women. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a boy, girl, your wife, never make a cisgender your life. From my personal point of view, get a tranny, transgender girl to marry you. 